October 25th, 2021. We're in Masechet Rosh Five lines from the top, three words, four words before the end of the line. Says the Gemara, citing from the Mishnah, Rabbi Azav, Rabbi Shimon, Omrim, the Ehad Betishre. This is the issue we've been dealing with for just a few days, and that is the issue of Ma'asir Behema. When does the cutoff for Ma'asir Behema take place? According to Rabbi Meir, whom we suggested in the Gemara, was the Stam, was the opinion in the Mishnah whose name wasn't represented. It's an Aleph, the first of Elul. According to Rabbi Azar and Bishimon, it's an Aleph B'Tishre. I imagine it's a little bit more of a standard date, the first of Tishre, it's one we're familiar with. That's the Mahlok. It says the Gemara, what is it, perhaps, uh, that's uh, impelling them, that's uh, compelling them rather, was, is pushing them to uh, maintain these positions. It's just two dates on the calendar, or there's something more significant to it? Is there something with regards to the calendar? Is there something with regards to Pesukim? Says the Gemara, Amar Biyohanan, Ushnehem Mikra Ehad Dareshu. In truth, says Rabbi Yohanan, both Rabbi Azar and Bishimon on one side and Rabbi Meir on the other side, they all derive their opinion, again, as to the cutoff date for Ma'asir Behema from the same Pasuk, from the same Mikra. One more time, what does it mean that it's the cutoff date? It means if I'm making my count every 10th animal, I begin all counts from this date. In other words, any count I've had previously gets ended. And if I was up to number eight and number nine, those animals, I'm not taking any tithe from them, I'm not taking any tenth from them. It's now going forward. I begin a new count, one, two, three, four, until ten, right? In other words, that's the cutoff date. So as Rabbi Yohanan, their derasha, their understanding, comes from the same pasuk. How could it come from the same pasuk, two separate dates? Because the derasha is going to be a little bit more expensive and less straightforward. Shene emar, it cites a pasuk from Tehillim. So the Pasuk says, La Veshu, I'll read the whole Pasuk. La Veshu Karim Hason, Va'amakim Ya'atfubar, Yitro'a'u Afyashiru. I'm reading it as three separate segments, if you notice the pauses. And now just to break them down very quickly in terms of what's being referred to. La Veshu Karim Hason. It says initially that the son, the sheep, the flock in the field, Laveshu Karim. Now the word Laveshu means literally they were wearing not wearing clothing, they're not wearing karim, generally speaking, as a reference to pillows of something. They're not wearing pillows. What does it refer to? Says Rashi, it's a reference to them wearing an extension of their body. In other words, they're impregnated. They're impregnated. Tosafot, cites from the Targum alternatively, means to be lovesh. It's a male which is being lovesh, a female. It's a clean way of saying there's relations taking place. In other words, the impregnant uh, state begins then. Okay, either way you slice it. At the beginning of the Pasuk refers to the flocks, the sheep, the female sheep, beginning to become impregnated at some point during the year. The Amakim Ya'atfubar. The Pasuk continues and it says, the Amakim, the valleys, Ya'atfubar. Literally, to be Otef means to, like where Otef Bisisit means to be covered with. So they're covered with Bar. Bar refers to Tivua, refers to the produce of the field. So it's already an idyllic description in the Pasuk. If you're a farmer, if you're a herdsman, you're looking out in the field and what do you see? You see ripe and rich and uh, ready, uh, impregnated sheep. At the same time, you're looking at the fields and the fields are filled. There's, they're covered, they're matted with fresh new crops. The Pasuk concludes and it says, Yitro'a'u afyashiru. The understanding over here is that's a nature singing as well, you know, they're making sound and they're 
Yashiru singing. How is nature making sound? Well, the stalks are knocking into one another in the wind, and you look out, and if you think that Tehillim, if you think we don't have the capacity to be poetic, listen to the Pasuk. The fields are crying out and singing, singing the praise, singing the praise of God, you know, so to speak. Okay, so those are the three segments of the Pasuk. Again, the initial segment, the animals becoming pregnant, the second segment, the fields being filled with bar, with tivua, and the third segment, the wind blowing, and as a result, the fields, the shibolim, the stalks, knocking into one another, making noise. Okay, so here's the dirashah. Rabbi Meir Savar, Rabbi Meir's reading of the pasuk. And of course, the rabbis now are going to look in this pasuk for clues as to halacha. It can't just stay poetry and exciting uh, mention of the greatness of nature. Halacha as well, we see halacha in it all. Rabbi Meir Savar, now keep in mind, Rabbi Meir is the opinion who says, Aleph Be'elul, the beginning of Elul is the Ma'aser Behema. Ema ta'ila karim hason. When is it that the normal, the standard, the objective date of pregnant sheep takes place? It's at the same time that the fields begin to be spread out with that produce which has grown. When's that? That's during the month of Adar. During the month of Adar, right leading into Nisan, which is our Katsir season when we're going to cut it. Adar is when you look out in the field, at least if you're living in Israel, and it's filled with crops, which means to say the sheep are now impregnated as per the Pasuk and Tehilim, as per our consciousness in the month of Adar. How many months of pregnancy for sheep? Rashi quotes from the Mishnah, from the Gemara, and Masechet Bechorot and Davchet. Five months, five months from Adar leads me to Elul, of course. There's the opinion of Bimeir, read to the Pasuk. The Pasuk told us when is it that the sheep are impregnated and you look out in the field and you see these ripe, rich sheep at the same time that the fields are filled with crops. When are the fields filled with grown crops? Adar. Five months later is the pregnancy date and as a result, five months later, if that's the normal pregnancy date, that will be the end of, that'll be the cutoff of the time that we're going to bring Maaseh Behemah. It doesn't, but if it's describing to me the pregnancy of the animals, I'm going to assume that the ma'aser is going to be determined by the month of the birth of the animals, and then I'll start my new cow. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, in other words, you're looking for a count, a time during which I begin a count or end a count. I end the count in the month when they're all giving birth, at least in my mind. All right, that's that. Uh, so again, so the imatay amakim yatfu bar be'adar. Mitabberot be'adar, viyoledot be'av. They're then going to give birth five months later in av, and as a result, when you're done with the month of av, Rosh Hashanah, Shelahen, Elul. All right, that's it. That's, that's the first interpretation. We're determining it based on Pasuk and Tehilim, which talks about the son. Son is my standard animal over here. It's a derashah, Charmi. Rabbi Lazav, Rabbi Shimon, Omrim, Ematai Laveshu Karim Son. They go in a little bit of a different direction. Okay, so they start with the beginning of the Pasuk. Again, they need to lead us to what date for Maaseh Behemah? A month later. What's a month later? Aleph Bit Tishrei. When is it that the animals become pregnant? 
Uh, you told me just a moment ago, it's when the fields are filled with the crops. Uh, no, but the pasuk at the end, if you recall, we ignored the pasuk at the end. What did the pasuk at the end describe? How, the, how it's, it's windy out in the field and the stalks have already grown, they're full season. When would that be taking place? That's a month later, that's in the month of Nisan, a month after Adar. In other words, the initial stage of the growth out in the field is in Adar. You look out in the field and wow, Nisan a month later, it's already grown, the wind is coming and it's blowing it. He links up, they link up the beginning of the pasuk, the impregnant, uh, the pregnant uh, sheep with the last part of the pasuk with the full-grown stalks in the field. As a result, they're going to push everything back a month, still five months of pregnancy. Bizman, skip to the last three, four, few words in the pasuk. If you look out in the field, when is it that the stalks are knocking into one another, making noise as if they're singing praise? They become pregnant in Nisan. They give birth in Elul. And as a result, when the pregnancy season is over, that's when we cut it off and we call it Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah Shalahem Tishrei. Period. Yes. Well, it's going to be, either way you slice it, it's a stretch, because each of them are admitting to the pasuk describing different months. As the pasuk doesn't suffice with one season. What's that? It's also pasuk in Tehillim. Keep in mind, their determination over here is not a text which is going to prove this halacha. It's a text which is going to prove for us what our consciousness should be in terms of regular pregnancy season. And then we're going to determine based on that, this is the cutoff date. But you're right, no, it's not a makor in the Torah. Uh, so, all right, now I have just another question. You gave me each of your derashot, but each of you were skipping one of our three segments of the pasuk. Right, Rabbi Meir focused on the first two segments of the Pasuk. Bilazar and Bishimon focused on segment one and segment three. Each of them needs to explain the other segment in the Pasuk. As the Gemara, Vi'iddach means the other opinion, meaning Rabbi Meir, Nameha Yitro A'u Af Yashiru. How does he explain that last segment in the Pasuk? Answers the Gemara for Rabbi Meir, Hahu Be'afalta. We know that pasuk from, from, uh, from, from uh, the Makot of Misraim, but afel means something that comes late. If you recall, when barad comes, it strikes the afelot. Anyway, the word afel over here means late bloomers. What do I mean by late bloomers? Well, you're really going to tell me all the animals become pregnant at the exact same time, in the exact same month, during the month of Adar? No, most in Adar. Some take a month later. So read the pasuk. The pasuk is describing in the eyes of the Gemara for Bimeir, of Bihanam for Bimeir. It goes like this. The pasuk, beginning of the pasuk says, look out in the field, and you're going to see pregnant sheep, a pregnant uh, son. When's that taking place? Primarily it's taking place during the time when the fields are beginning to be filled with bar. What month is that? Ad, uh, Adar. Great. However, you should know sometimes the sheep take a little bit longer. Some of them, the afelot, the ones that take a little bit longer. When are those? In Nisan, when we're already hearing the noise of the socks. You're allowed to have those that later start? No, no. Again, it comes back to the conversation with Judah, to a certain extent with Charlie as well. This pasuk is not, in anyone's mind, saying, this is the halakha of ma'aseh behemah. It's rather describing nature. 
And once I describe nature as such, and I'm speaking poetically, but I'll learn from that, oh, that's the way Ma'aseh Behemah should work as well. After all, how am I going to cut it off? I'm going to cut it off by when the season is the most appropriate. So no, the Idach, what about according to the Bilazan of Bishimon? How did they, they were focused only on the first segment of the Pasuk, which told me we're talking about Behemot, about Son, more specifically. And then the last segment of the Pasuk, which told me we're talking about the month of Nisan, when the wind is now coming. When the shibolim, when the stalks are already up, what do they do with that second middle segment of pasuk? Something that's harif is spicy. It comes quickly, which means to say they too admit. They say, listen, most of the animals become pregnant in Nisan. You're telling me there's no quick ones. There's none that come a little bit faster. That's what it's referring to. So how do they read? Okay, but before just, that comes in the month of Adar. So according to the Bimeir, the Pasuk reads as follows. Well, one, not one last time, but one of the last times, right? They read the Pasuk like Bimeir says the Pasuk is talking about, look out and see your animals, they're pregnant. Fantastic. When's that taking place? So the Pasuk continues and it tells us it's taking place earliest during the month of Adar. In truth, though, it's primarily in the month of Nisan. As a result of I'm counting my five months, which is the full term of, of uh, Son, I'm going to make my way to Elul when they're giving birth and Tishrei when the birthing season is over. So they're arguing about the right time that the sheep is pregnant. Yes, sir. It is a mitziyut. We want to. We want to objectify a mitziyut. We want to objectify a mitziyut. And as such, uh, we're debating a pasuk which is describing the closest we can come to an objective uh, description of it. You're right. It's a difficult. It's a difficult sell. Yeah, there's no question. And, and we were tr- we were testing each of the dates in terms of the rain season and so forth. Yes, yes, similar. So, because again, we're trying to deal with reality. The thing is, over there, nobody was debating the reality. The question was, what's the text in the Torah referring to? Maybe it's this part, maybe it's that part. Over here, ultimately speaking, what Jared says is. They're, they're discussing, they're disagreeing about mitziyut. Go out, determine when do most of the animals have their birthing. But ultimately speaking, the way we're reading, which I think is the only way to read it, is it has to do with when are the animals, generally speaking, the majority of them becoming pregnant. Says Jared, beautiful pasuk, fantastic, explain it, explain it, but first, or afterward, go out into the field. Check when, uh, do statistical analysis, when's the majority of them doing it, and then read the pasuk. Right. Alright. Says the Gemara, the second opinion which we mentioned over here, that of Rabbi Meir, first mentioned in the Mishnah, the Pasuk reads very cleanly according to him. How does it read cleanly? Because the Pasuk begins and says, we're talking about animals, that are, they become pregnant. When do they become pregnant? Read the next Pasuk in the month of Adar. Some of them, however, in the month of Nisan. That's a beautiful reading of the Pasuk. If I'm going to tell you a story, I'm going to tell you about the natural phenomenon of my animals. I'll go in chronological order. I'll say, when is it that my animals become pregnant? I'll say, primarily in the month of Adar. That's the second segment of the Pasuk. Some of them are a little bit later. That's in the month of Nisan. That's a clean reading. However, says, According to them, the ordering over here is a little bit funny. It should be flipped. 
How so? According to Bilazan Bishimon, the primary season for or month of pregnancy is the month of Nisan. When do the animals become pregnant? Well, some of them are a little bit early, and then primarily, why are you speaking like that? Instead, you should speak like this. You should say primarily in the month of Nisan, the last segment of the Pasuk, the Shibuli making the noise. Put that in the middle, in segment two of the Pasuk. Take the segment two and place it afterwards. In other words, if you're talking to me, if I'm telling you a story, if I'm trying to get across to you a reality, a phenomenon out in the fields or what takes place with my animals, I first speak about the principle. And then afterwards, I'll tell you, by the way, there's some otherwise. Says the Gemara, it should have read the opposite order. Okay, that's the beginning of the Pasuk. We're talking about look at those sheep, they're fat, they're ready, they're going to be birthing in a couple of months. Bizman, when does that take place, really? It really takes place during the month of Nisan. The ikanameh means yesh gamken. There is also the amakim bar. The ordering just is strange. In telling a story to you and explaining a fact to you, I should first mention the reality, the general reality, and then give you the exception. All right, says the Gemara. That's a good enough question to throw us off of this dirashah. That's it. The Gemara doesn't like Rabbi Yochanan's dirashah for this reason. We're not discounting the opinions of Bilazad, Bishimon versus Rabbi Meir that we have in our Mishnah, but that this is the interpretation from this Pasuk. And Jared's question wasn't enough. It's this question. The Pasuk doesn't read cleanly according to the opinion of opinions of Rabbi Lazar and Bishimon. Ela, says the Gemara. Rather, I will have a different approach. Amar Rava, Rava's interpretation, period. I was, I was, that's it. How could anyone disagree now with Rabbi Meir? Everybody agrees in the clean, easy reading of the Pasuk. And that means to say, when do the animals become pregnant? When is the son pregnant? When is it Laveshukar? During the month of Adar. During uh, the Amakim or Ya'atfubar. The Hacha. And so then what are they disagreeing about? If that's the reality, everybody should agree. Rosh Hodesh Lema'asir Behema is... How could Rabbi Lazar and Bishimon disagree? After all, if you're telling me the pregnancy season ends in Av, that means Elul is married Rosh Hashanah. You're disagreeing with that? You read the Pasuk the same way? Everyone agrees, Jared, now we dealt with the reality issue. We're dealing, everyone agrees with the Misiut. Nobody disagrees that if you, if you speak to, a, I don't know, an animal uh, expert, they'll tell you that, or maybe not an expert, maybe any farmer, any herder, whatever, that the season in which they become pregnant is Adar, and the season when they give birth is Av, well, so then everyone should agree that Elul then is my Rosh Hashanah. How could it be Lazar? Bishimon disagree. Says the Gemara Vehacha, and over here, this is Rava speaking, Behai on this Kera Pasuk Kamiflegev. They're disagreeing about a Pasuk in the Torah. All right, so we were very clever and we were excited about getting it from a poetic description of David Hamelech, of what it looks like outside and how we go. All right, that didn't work out. The reality everybody agrees to as well. It's a halachic question from a proper reading of a pasuk. If you recall, the pasuk says in the Torah, Asir ta'asir. It's got a double wording. We read it on the holidays. You shall surely take ma'asir. Now the pasuk is talking about tvu'at zarecha. It's talking about the, fi- the growth of your fields. But why is it that the pasuk, in the context of dealing with taking a tenth from the crops in your field, has a double wording, asir 
Ta'ase, just tell me. Take a tenth. Instead it says, you shall surely take a tenth. Take a tenth, take a tenth. What's with the double wording? The dirashab, the hachamim in turn is, bishne ma'asrota, katub midaber. The Torah is not warning us only to take ma'asir from my tivua. Tell me to take ma'asir from my animals as well. Ooh, that's already interesting. That's telling me that animals and crops are similar, they're tied together. How much are they tied together? Everybody agrees to that, Derasha. So far, so good. Now, how do I determine if two individuals, if two things are the same? Are they the same in terms of the actual date? Are they the same in terms of the nature of that date? Well, let's pause for a second. What do we know, says the Gemara? Of course, means they're tied together because they're mentioned in the same pasuk. Both ma'asir behema and ma'asir dagan, the growth in your field. Ma ma'asir dagan samuch ligomro isuro. Af ma'asir behema samuch ligomro isuro. What is the word? What are the words samuch isuro? Samuch close to, excuse me, ligomro to its finishing. When I look at the crops of my field and I determine the date on which the ma'asir season begins, it begins in the month immediately after you're finished with the work in your field. You're finished with the work in your field, you bring it, that's when we finish it, and that's when your ma'asir sets in. As a result, says Abimeir, let's learn from ma'asir dagan to ma'asir behemah. When is it that the ma'asir season is going to kick in on my ma'asir behemah? Of course it's going to be when the animals are finishing or are finished giving birth. When's the month that they finished giving birth? No, Elul. They finished in Av. It's Elul. The primary season is done after Av into Elul. Chalas, that's what it be mere. One more time. He says like this. If I were to ask you, I say, listen, these two guys in front of me, they're very similar. So you could have one of two ways of saying they're very similar. Either they're very similar, their names both are Maras. That's true. Or maybe I'm saying something qualitatively is similar about them. Maybe I'm describing something about their life that if you look at one, you'll know it's similar in the other one. Says the Gemara, the same way Ma'asir Dagan is determined by the end of its season, so too the one right next to it, I'm sorry, make one of ten animals, is based on the end of its season, yes? No, you... Yes, that, no, that's when you gather it. No, 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 that's when you gather the crop. That's when you gather it. You cut it from Nisan. You left it out in the field throughout to let it dry out. You only have Ma'asir Dagan after you're done with the process over here. Well, in turn, Ma'asir Behima is the same. That's Rabbi Meir's dirasha. Says the Gemara, what about the counter opinion? They say, what are you talking about? If you told me they're similar, they're similar, Mamash. Both of their names are Morris. What is the Rosh Hashanah for Ma'asir Dagan? Tishrei. It's Tishrei. That's when the season is over. Uh, but who cares about the reality? What's the month? Tishrei. What's his name? Maris. The Dirajah in turn for Bilazar and Bishimon is to say they're so linked up together that I turn the other way from the reality and when the birth is, and I say, we have the Ma'asir season, we have the tax season, we have the tithing season, and as a result, what is that season? 
Tishrei Chalas, which means to say when all the dust settles in our Gemara, it's just a question of how similar or to what extent is there a similarity between Ma'asir Behema and Ma'asir Dagan, this Pasuk Aser Ta'asir. Is Tishrei the way they're similar, irrespective of the reality by Ma'asir Behema, by animals, or is it, no, look at what Tishrei is telling me by Ma'asir Dagan. When I finished, cutting it during the time of Nisan. And then I laid it out in my fields until the rain season. I begin bringing it in during that time. Well, I look at it like that and I say, oh, we go to the end of the season and that's when I determine it. And that would be the same thing. It's a little less clean because you understand we have two separate dates. Everybody agrees to that because apparently, very foreign from our, our lives, this is what everyone did. Everybody, this was, I mean, it's the Torah's description, it was just the reality. That's how you worked your fields. You had specific seasons, and as a result, you. Everybody agrees it's Tishrael. That's what you're asking, 100%. Yes. Bimeir says, I don't care what their names are. When you told me that these two guys are similar to one another, you're saying something qualitative, qualitatively is similar about them. So they most, must both, if I know this Mars is in fabrics, they must both be in fabrics, something like that. So he says, if I'm determining Ma'asir Dagan, and I know how I'm determining it based on the end of the season, Ma'asir Behema as well, end of season, but it's a different month. So they have different names. That's fine with me. Whereas Rabbi Lazar Bishimon said, no, 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 you're going too far on this. You told me they're similar one to the other. His name's Mars. His name must be Mars as well. That's it. That's, that's the mahlokit, ultimately speaking. Yes. All right. Says the Gemara onward. Go ahead. Ultimately speaking, there's a major halachic difference. Again, the Torah is telling me, Lemashal, the Torah tells me we have a hekesh between Gerushin and Kiddushin. We learn from that, although this is not practiced, that Kiddushin could be done, an engagement can be effective with shtar, with a document. You think we do? We don't. Ketubah is not a shtar that we're affecting Kiddushin with, right? Uh, what are you talking about? The Torah says that they're somehow linked to one to the other. I say, well, the Torah says that by Gerushin you do it in such a fashion with giving a document, so too in Kiddushin you give with giving a document. So it's the same thing over here. It's not that it's the same date. It's that I'm looking at what is Ma'asir Dagan. Ma'asir Dagan is done at the end of the season. Ma'asir Behemah must be the same way. That's it. Again, it goes based on the nature. Each of them has something they can be very proud of. One says, I'm dealing with reality. The other one says, but I made it the way the Torah wanted it to be. The Torah was telling me they're the same. Now they're really the same. That's, that's where you left. That's how they interpret the Hekesh. That's it. For our purposes, what do we follow today? Well, but very easy to check here. So turn to the Mishnah of Beta Mudalif, and you see three lines down on it. It says, or two lines down, it says, Be'ehad be'elul roshana l'ma'aseh behemah, period. Then it says, Rabbi l'azav rabbi shimon omrim be'ehad b'tishrei. And you see that last word on the third line, fourth line of the Mishnah, be'ehad, you see the word be'ehad? It's got that aleph next to it. That aleph, of course, leads you to the Ein Mishpat Ne'er Mitzvah, which tells you, Shohan Aruch and Harambam are posek like that opinion, Rabbi l'azav rabbi shimon, who are the majority opinion over here. They are the winning opinion, and all of your tithing takes place during the month of Tishrei. 
All right, onward in the Gemara, says the Gemara, onward, let's deal with those next words in the Mishnah. The next words in the Mishnah were, Be'ehad betishrei Roshana Lashanim. Roshana Lashanim, the beginning of the years. What are you talking about? What's the beginning of the years? Lemayhil Chita. What's the halakha that this is referring to? Amar of Papa Lishtarot. Says Rav Papa, it's with regards to documents. To documents? I thought we did that. That's boat sail. That was Daf Gimal. You told me already that was Rosh Chodesh Nisan. That's the king. Ditnan. After all, the Mishnah tells us that the halacha is Shitre Chov HaMukdamim Psulin Vahamu'uharin Ksherin. So after all, the Mishnah tells us that if you have a date in your document which is predated, that invalidates the document. Why does it invalidate the document? If you recall, the way it works is as follows. If I am to purchase a field from you, I want to be certain that none of the fields that you have have a lien attached to them. How would one of your fields have a lien attached to them? Well, you took a loan from someone a month or two beforehand. As a result, your field has a lien on it. If you don't pay them back, they collect from your field. If I now purchase that field from you and they come and they knock on my door and they say, I have rights to that field, I have to give up the field. Therefore, if a document is predated, it will be hurting me as the buyer. If it's muharin, if you wrote a later date on the document in which you had your lending, so who cares? That only helps me. It doesn't, doesn't hurt me as the buyer. Well, that being the case, it's very important, says the Gemara, to have properly dated shtarot. Um, How's my document going to be properly dated if not by the years of the king? Says the Gemara, beautiful interpretation. I just have a problem. We spent two pages earlier in the Masechet dealing with these years of the king. And v'hatinan v'hat benisan, roshana l'melachim. You told me at the very beginning in the Mishnah that the roshana l'melachim the cutoff date in terms of kingship and in turn the date in your document is Aleph bin Nisan. So is it the first of Nisan or is it the first of Tishrei? And the Gemara told us, What does it mean that the king's Rosh Hashanah is a Had bin Nisan? I'm just play this. I don't understand. This is both beautiful interpretations, but it's self-contradictory. If both the word shanim and milachim in our Mishnah refer to the same thing, and that is how to count the years of the king. What's the significance of counting the years of the king? We remember this. How to date my documents? Well, which one is it? Is it the first of Tishrei or is it the first of Nisan? Says the Gemara, Amar of Lakashyar. The difference between the two is whether you're counting because you're living in Israel during a time that we have self-jurisdiction or you're counting in your documents based on the non-Jewish king who's ruling over you. If we're dealing with Aleph bin Nisan, we're dealing with Malchei Yisrael. We derived it from Pesukim and Sefer Nehemiah and Gimal. If we're dealing with Aleph bin Tishrei, we're going to Malchei Umot Olam, also derived from those same Pesukim. That's it. So as a Gemara, that's the difference over here. So our Mishnah, interestingly, mentions two separate dates with regards to where you're living and in turn how you're going to date your documents. I know it sounds out there, but it's only out there because we don't live in these those times. If you were living in those times, it means every one of your legal documents, you had to be certain and to know how to date it and how to read it. That was a significant date. Ela says the Gemara, but wait a second, it's a beautiful interpretation, but I have one basic question, and that is this statement of Rav Hasta, with whom we saw already. Why do 
Rav Hastam Matnitin Atala Ashminan. We had earlier in the Masechet, and Dav Gimal, Rav Hasta, Rav Hasta jumped up in the Midrash. Imagine the scene. They're in the middle of talking about Ehad bin Isan being the cutoff date. Rav Hasta jumped up and he said, let me tell you something, gentlemen. Aleph bin Isan is only when we're living amongst the Jews. Aleph bin Tishrei is when we're living with a non-Jewish monarchy. That was Rav Hasta's statement. And we all applauded him at the time. We thought it was a very uh, ingenious, beautiful interpretation. Says the Gemara, one second, Rav Hasta. Now that we just read onward in the Mishnah, your statement? What are you teaching us? It's explicit in the Mishnah. Do you understand? In other words, whereas initially we had Rav Hasta, he was explaining the Mishnah. The Mishnah told us a date. Aleph bin Nisan said, Rav Hasta, let me explain that to you. That's only when you live with a Jewish uh, monarchy. If you live in a non-Jewish monarchy, it's Aleph bin Tishrei. Fantastic, Rav Hasta. Let me get that down in my notes. I continued reading the Mishnah now. The next few words in the Mishnah say that on the first day of Tishrei, it's in our reading, the first day for the non-Jewish kings. Rav Hasta, Matnitin, the Mishnah, Atahi is coming, La'ashmu'inan, to teach us? I mean, come on, Rav Hasta, we know you have Hidushim up your sleeve. You don't need to plagiarize the next words in the Mishnah. I mean, what's going on over here? It can't be that Rav Hasta was just reading the next words in the Mishnah and teaching them to us what's, what's happening. Says the Gemara, uh, look, it's, it's not so. That's not what Rav Hasta was doing. Rav Hasta, Kira'eh. Rav Hazda is alternatively just teaching us from Pesukim. What do I mean by Pesukim? If you recall, the next words in the Gemara over there from Sef and Nehemiah proved, proved the discrepancy, the difference in dates. The Pesukim proved that Aleph bin Isam would be the cutoff date for Jewish kings and Aleph bin Tishrei for non-Jewish kings. So Rav Hazda was leading into that. He knew the next words in the Mishnah. We all knew the next words in the Mishnah. You know, I'm talking about several hundred years ago. We all knew the next words in the Mishnah. Rav Hazda says, let me map this out for you. Before we even go onward, let me prove this to you from Pesukim. Sort of Hasta's novelty was not the words, not the actual halakha. His novelty was the way he proved it. Kira'e means the Pesukim. Mikra is what we read. Mishnah is what we study. Mikra is what we read. It's the Pesukim. The Iba'itema, alternatively, a different answer, says the Gemara. Rav Hasta kirbizera matnela. Terbizera amar litkufa. Alternatively, the Gemara says, Rav Hasta's hidush uh, was for the following reason. He understood the Mishnah in a different way, not the way we just explained that we just a moment ago explained the Mishnah that when it told us Roshana Lashanim it was a reference to the non-Jewish kings that wasn't his interpretation Aleph B'Tishrei for him Roshana Lashanim was Litkufa what does the word Tikufa mean the word Tikufa means a season it has to do with the way you calculate the calendar as we've mentioned on many occasions there's a discrepancy between the solar calendar and the lunar calendar 365 versus 354 days we want to keep our calendar aligned, even though we're going with a lunar calendar, with the solar calendar. We want Pesach to, to be during the time of spring as opposed to in some other time of the year. As a result, we have to align it with regards to the seasons, and that's how we're going to determine when we have a leap year. Litkufa is a reference to, and we'll see it a little bit on Dafkaf Aleph, the way they would determine how to add on the extra month, which means to say that a certain cutoff date in terms of determining the beginning of the seasons was Aleph B'Tishrei, whose opinion would he be following? It would be following the opinion of Bili Ezez, Mahlok, between Bili Ezez and Bioshua. When was the world created? Who cares when the world was created? I care. I mean, that's nice to know. But more than that, halakhically speaking, you gotta know. Bili Ezez's opinion, Tishrei, we'll talk about this on Daf Yod. And as a result, the Rosh Hashanah lit kufot for determining the seasons would be in Tishrei as well. Last answer in the Gemara of Rav Nachman, Bar Yitzhak Amar, Lidin. What does it mean in the Mishnah when the Mishnah has those words, Rosh Hashanah, Lashani? 
Shanim, the Rosh Hashanah of the years is on Aleph Betishre. He says it's the day of judgment. This is the answer we've been waiting for all along. If Sammy Franco were here, he'd be yelling at me at every segment. Why doesn't the Gemara just answer? It's the judgment day. We know Yom Adin, Aleph Betishre. We had it just a few months ago. All right, we finally arrived at such an answer. Who told you that Aleph Betishre is the Yom Hadin? Well, you'll tell me the Mishnah Daf Tetzayim. All right, the Mishnah Daf Betamud Aleph as well. When it says Aleph Betishre is Rosh Hashanah Ladin, it's a reference to judgment day. Who told you that's judgment day? Dichtiv Mereshit Hashanah Ad Aharit Shanah. The pasuk in Sefer Devarim says that God's eyes are on Eretz Yisrael from the beginning of the year all the way until the end of the year, which means to say he has a perspective from the beginning of the year through the year in some way or fashion he's going to be determining what sort of year you're going to have from the beginning of the year throughout the year the description is from the beginning of the year he's determining what's going to be at the end who told you the pasuk is talking about tishrei I'm mean, so that's right maybe it's nisan maybe it's elul the pasuk says it says Tikuba Hodesh Shofar. Sound the Shofar. When? On the month, according to Rashi, when the moon is covered. What do you mean the moon is covered? The beginning of the month, the moon is covered. In the middle of the month, all our holidays, generally speaking, the 15th, the 14th, well, so the, the moon is out very, very clearly. The first of the month is when the moon is concealed. What, what holiday is on the day when the moon is concealed? It's Rosh Hashanah, of course. The Pasuk says, It's a day of Mishpat, it's a day of Deen, which seems to be telling me, when do I say on the Shofar? On the day of judgment. When is the day of judgment? On the holiday, which is at the beginning of the month when I can't see the moon. And as a result, when our Mishnah says that, those words, it's a reference to Rosh Hashanah, as we know it. Three opinions in the Gemara, then. It's either Rosh Hashanah, Lashanim, Lemalchei Umot Alternatively, lastly, the one that we're most familiar with, it's Ledim Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen, Amen.